0: The PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by SGPN Fantasy. Dominate your draft with a free SGPN draft kit. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft kit. And the free roll football contest is back and better than ever. $5,000 up for grabs in our NFL contest and $1,500 in our brand new football contest. Sign up exclusively in our Discord. That's at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Deep down. Welcome everyone to the propcast. Part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network this is our second episode of the Double Header. And today we are going to cover the last division of the propcast for the oh uh, not last rewind last division preview for the N- NFL upcoming season for the prop cast division long player props is what I'm trying to say. I've been a lot of souls that are crushed if it was the last prop cast ever, but no, it is not going to be, but joining me to break it down here for the AFC South division season long player props, the voice all over SGPN. You guys know him as the sexiest voice on SGPN. My main man, Rod Gomez, Rod
1: Last propcast for the season long, but the season grind begins, my man. I'm telling you, look, two a days are hard on on the athletes themselves too. So let's not be too hard on ourselves. We have reached the end of the two a days, and I mean we're we're gonna we're gonna power through this because we love what we do and we love bringing you the propcast. But let's not mince anything, man. We've we put in a hell of a lot of work during up to this season. So yeah, uh, yeah, let's not feel bad about tripping over some words here and there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, you look between you and I, this is probably this is our second of um, our double header for the prop cast. But we have other pro- other episodes that we do as well as far as uh, the uh, network episodes or all the pods that we do is what I'm trying to say between all the ones that you do with NASCAR, F1, CFL, Fantasy, uh, NFL pod that you're going to be on the propcast as well. And then I have a couple more lined up for today. But hey. Last division, we're going to power through it. Like Rod said, we'll talk about the AFC South division. Uh, maybe the most boring division. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe why I saved it for last. But, hey, if it's uh, anything to doing with betting or talking about sports in general, hey, we're going to do it. Right, Rod?
1: Hey, listen, it's boring, but that means you can still win money. Right. I mean, it may oh, yeah. be boring, but cashing is not boring at all.
0: Yeah, if I put down two tickets to you and, and both of them hit, and then one of them was all torn up, would you still pick up the torn one? I think I still would if it was still a winner. Maybe okay. that's the AFC South. Bad analogy there, but hey, let's get into it, Rod. Let's start with the first team here in the AFC South division. And you know what? I'm just going to kick it off with my Houston Texans here. Uh, they come into this division uh, with – Or Sorry, division odds of 25 to one conference odds of 100 to one and to win the Super Bowl 250 to one. They do have a regular season win total for four and a half with juice towards the over over on win bet. They do come in the season with the fifth most difficult schedule for this upcoming season. Last season, you know, this team ended up with a record, I believe it was either 3-14 and or 4-13. 14. It was 4-13. and Oh, I shorted them a win. But, look, they had the number three overall pick in the last uh, draft in the NFL. They picked up the cornerback out of LSU. They picked up Derek Stingley Jr., which I think is going to be a great addition to this team. They also had another uh, first-round draft pick to shirt up and beef up the offensive line in, in Kenyon Green out of Texas A&M already with guys like Titus um, Howard on this offensive line, as well as Laramie Tunsil. They got Justin brickbag back at that center position for this offensive line. They also did draft uh, John Mechie, who I know is dealing with some medical uh, issues. Uh, and hopefully, you know, I- I'm confident that he's going to be back because number one, he is in the best city in the world as far as medical facilities goes, and you know, the listeners know, and Rod, you know, that you know I went through something personal myself this past year, and having just the medical facilities here in Houston, it's just a, such a great blessing to have. So hopefully, John Mechie is back for this organization sooner rather than later once he does, you know, conquer what he what he is dealing with uh, medically wise, but. Um, This team comes in with uh, Davis Mills back at that quarterback position. He had a surprisingly good year last year there, Dan. I'm sorry, Dan rod for this uh, uh, Texans team. I'm hoping that he is able to have some more success for this upcoming year. But I think the one bright spot in everybody, not only as Houston Texans fans are excited for, but also in the Dynasty Fantasy Leagues, is a gentleman by the name of Damian Pierce, Rod.
1: Yeah, I mean, I got him in a in a rookie draft in the dynasty uh, league that I'm in. Well, not the, but a uh, dynasty league that I'm in, and I'm super stoked about the possibility of having a a running back one on that team with a rookie draft. And and I think he basically does pick up this Houston Texans team, who you know used to having good running backs over the course of their existence, right? I mean, they've had some solid running backs, uh, maybe not so much in the last few years, but you know, you look back at, at David Johnson a good running back. So I know their win totals about four and a half right now. They won four last season with, with kind of not necessarily the team that they have this year, Davis mills back in the, I, I see five wins. I, I can see them winning uh, another one, maybe even two wins this season, uh, you know, and, and hitting this over. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, this is one of the more, the more uh, mundane, I suppose, divisions in the league. So, Maybe maybe they're able to pick up another couple more within the division two and and make things very interesting. But yeah, I mean again, as a Houston Texas fan, I, I think you're you're used to rebuilding. And this mm-hmm. may be another one of their yeah. rebuilding years to where they get to a, a, a nice a nice plateau of where they're not awful to watch every year.
0: Look, the donkeys out the door. Deshaun Watson is gone. They they got a great trade package for him for, from the Cleveland Browns. that picked up some first round draft picks. So now everything that they were dealing with last season is now out the door. This team sucked. I mean, look, they they, they are not going to be very good this season as well. do I think they can get 5 wins? Yeah, I think they can. But again, it's going to have to be and you look at Warren Sharp's Texans preview, and I'll just read this off quickly. 32nd in early down efficiency, 31st in offensive efficiency, dead last in rushing efficiency, 29th in passing efficiency. You know, you you hired uh, Lovey Smith as your head coach for this team, who was the defensive coordinator. Pep Hamilton is the one guy that we're all excited for as the offensive coordinator for this uh, Houston Texans team, and see what he can do with Davis Mills. But I mean, I don't. I could talk here, sit here, and talk about the Texans for another ten minutes. I don't want to waste the listeners' time with them being one of the worst teams projected in the NFL for this upcoming season, but. I'm a little bit optimistic about this team and the hires that they have made, especially at the offensive coordinator position. Like I mentioned, I do want to see Davis Mills progress in this offense and really be that guy for this Texan team. So it's going to, I think it's going to be an interesting year for Davis Mills. And again, Damian Pierce, those Dashley bookies, have still not released a rushing prop bet yet for him. I, I'm hoping that it's under 1,000 yards, Rod, and I think I want to hammer that, that, that this guy has the ability to get at least 1,000 rushing yards for this upcoming season for the Houston Texans. Dude, you want me? To, I'll open the line for you. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you eight fifty. How's that? Oh, I love that. Give me the over for sure on that one, Rod. <laughs> um, all right, that's enough on the Houston Texans. Let's get over to. Let's get over to the Tennessee Titans. Last season, this team ended up as the number one team in the AFC uh, conference, I should say. Obviously, they were the winners of the division, uh, but a lot of moving parts for this team as well coming into the season. Mike Grable, uh, the. Um, Reigning coach of the year deserving. So when you guide your team uh to the number one seed in the AFC, I, you certainly deserve that award. Um, but a lot of moving parts on at least the wide receiving group. I think that's what's one thing that where we can start the conversation here, Rod, is AJ Brown, they trade him over to the Eagles, like we talked about in the NFC East Division preview. Uh, they bring in Robert Woods, who's coming off that tour and ACO in a trade. Uh, I believe that was with the Rams. Um, you drafted uh, Traylon Burks as a, another guy to be a piece for you in that wide receiving group. In all hail, King Henry is still in your backfield, Rod, uh, coming off a year where he did miss some games off a foot injury. But I think this is going to be another year where they're going to really rely heavily, heavily on Derrick Henry, Rod.
1: It's been, it's been a running team. Like this is Tennessee Titans. You, you know, already that this is a running team. When you got a guy like Derrick Henry, how can you not be a running team? So it's no surprise that they did trade away AJ Brown, because once again, when you build your team to run, you want that team to be able to run. So, you know, I, I like the addition of Traylon Burks, obviously, but Tannehill doesn't have to be the prolific passer that other quarterbacks have to be to carry their team. All he's got to be able to do is turn around and put the ball square in the bread box of Derrick Henry. So, um, you know, the, the way this team is going to go is the way Derrick Henry goes this season. So if we see him excel like we, he always does, 2,000, 4,000-yard rusher, I exaggerate, but, you know, it's Derrick Henry. <laughs> is anything off the table at this point? Um, yeah, I mean, again, this team basically just has to beat the other three teams in this division. Tell me how hard that is. <laughs> you know, the yeah. Colts the Colts may be the only thing that may trip them up a little bit with Matt Ryan coming back. And we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. But you know, I their path to winning this division is not difficult at all. And especially if Derek Henry can control the clock like he always does.
0: Yeah, and I think it is it's a two horse race, right? I think between the Colts and the, um, the Tennessee Titans, like we're talking about here. Um, but I, I feel like this team is going to regress a little bit. I think that you know you won twelve games last year. Um, there was a lot of hype around this team, possibly making that Super Bowl run. But you know they were eliminated uh, last season. I think in that first round uh, where they did actually play a a, a football game uh, or at least a playoff game. Um, I don't know. I didn't have much else for this team. I just feel like there is regression is due for this team. I'm if you're if you find a ten on this Titans team, maybe close to post when the season starts. Um, I love that under ten, but again, this team, the Tennessee Titans. I didn't even read off their um, their their division odds and things like that. So it's their plus one seventy on the division, twenty to one to win the conference, forty to one to win the Super Bowl, and they are uh, have a win total of nine and a half coming into this season. They do have the eleventh most difficult schedule as well, uh, Rod. So uh, which way are you leading towards a win total for this Tennessee Titans team?
1: Now, believe it or not, I still think they can get ten wins. I, I really do. Uh, they'll they'll split the Colts for sure. I think they'll probably sweep the rest, of the Texans, uh, you know, and and um, see. I can't. Remember the, yeah, the Jaguars, because <laughs> they're going to sweep them anyways. So that's five wins right there. And I mean, all they got to do is pick up another five throughout the course of the season, and I think that's highly possible. All right. Uh, you have anything else for the Titans teams? I didn't, really didn't have much. Now, I mean, again, we're, we're just talking about a team having to be better than than the worst teams in the in the league. And I think they can handle that. Yeah. All right. Before we get over to
0: the next team in this AFC South division, let me tell you guys about WinBet. Thinking of joining WinBet? Well, now is a perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. And plus, if you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. They're reduced juice in baseball games. It makes them the best place to bet on the MLB. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus of up to $1,000. And Win also just released their first quarterback with five touchdowns prop bets there's so much to choose from and all you have to do is head over to sports gamblingpodcast.com bet so they know that we sent you that sports gambling to claim your free bet today offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 years or older and present in the state where play through win bet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 you are brought to you by odds Trader. What is OddsTrader? OddsTrader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sportsbooks to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker, so bettors can keep records of all your games and betting activity. So to take advantage of this, all you have to do is go to OddsTraders.com, Slash Blue Wire. That's oddstrader.com slash Blue Wire. Oddstrader.com slash Blue Wire. Oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. Roster brought to you by, well, not brought to you by, but the free roll football contests are back, and that is by SGPN. The free roll football contests are here. College football contest has $15, $1,500 up for grabs, and the NFL contest has $5,000 and a two night stay at the Win Las Vegas up for grabs as well. But how can you get involved into these contests? That's only exclusively in our Discord. So how do you get there? SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Discord. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Discord. Rod, on our NFC East Division preview, you had mentioned that you think that Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be one of the worst teams going into this next season in the NFL and that you uh, think that they'll have – a top three pick or possibly again the number one pick for this upcoming NFL draft or not the upcoming but for the next season so they come into this uh season with uh division odds of seven to one 60 to one to win the conference 150 to one to win the Super Bowl but more importantly their win total currently sits at six and a half for this upcoming season and they do have the 12th easiest schedule coming into this year last season, Oh boy, this team was a train wreck. Uh, Rod, three and fourteen to finish up the season. But I think the bigger news for this team was the whole debacle that they had with Urban Meyer and the way that he was treating players and his coaching staff. We saw about the whole thing about him being in Columbus, Ohio, uh, with the, with the lady sitting on his lap. Not going to get into that into the details, but just. Just a whole debacle with this whole coaching staff. We saw Travis Etienne get early, uh, injured in um, preseason and in training camp. He missed the entire, entire year. The updated news about James Robinson just being involved in uh, just horrific things and him being shot. He's going to miss the first four games um, for this Jacksonville Jaguars team. Now, the Jacksonville Jaguars for this upcoming year, Rod, they spent $1.64 billion. Yes, that's billion with a B in free agency. No team has spent more money. No team lost more. They've been aggressive in building, uh, a, building a team that kind of wants to win. No, not kind of, but wants to win on the field, but also off the field because it's just been in just the news off the field, and it's it really been a travesty for them. They bring in receiver uh, Christian Kirk from the Arizona Cardinals. They have some draft pieces as well. The number one overall pick, Trayvon Walker. New head coach, Doug Peterson, takes over for this squad. Rod, you're down on this
1: team. Talk to me why. They've won 15 games since 2018. 15 (laughs) games since 2018. That includes three last season, one the season before that, six in 2019, five in 2018. They have had first round picks. They have had the easiest schedules. They have had everything that you talked about in this season in past seasons. But the problem is they still can't win. (laughs) They can't win. So I don't know what the answer is. I'm not the GM. Yeah, Urban Meyer is gone, yes. But, I mean, again, we, we've seen this team make strides. They drafted Trevor Lawrence. That was supposed to be a huge thing, right? They bring in all of the Travis Etienne, James Robinson, all these pieces that are supposed to be the answer to what's ailing the Jaguars, and they have seen no results. And Their they're win total six? I Just don't know. Have six and a half even. I don't yeah. know that we're going to see them win three more games this season, regardless of what happens around them. They just, they're not winning games. I don't know what the heck you can spend 400 billion. You could, you could build a rocket ship. And I don't know that this Jaguars team is <laughs> going to have what it takes to get to seven wins this year.
0: I will say this. I think last year with Trevor Lawrence, I think we kind of have to put that in the trash can because again, the whole urban Meyer thing. Right. And I think that, This being um, or that being his rookie year last season, not have his Travis Etienne, I think it was a very tough situation for this Jaguars team. Um, But now I've said this multiple times on the pods that we've done uh, with the division previews and we've talked about the Jacksonville Jaguars is that they have an adult in the room now, right? No more of this urban Meyer stuff, a Doug Peterson, a super bowl winning head coach, a guy that has a great offensive mind and a defensive mind as well. A guy that can help, you know, build Trevor Lawrence and, and now, you know, maybe this is a year where we see improvements from Trevor Lawrence. But the biggest question is, like you mentioned, is it good enough for three and a half, four more wins for this team? Um, am not sure. I need to see it before I can get behind it. Like you said, they've only had how many wins uh 15. since since what, 20, what do you
1: say, 2008? Since 2018, they've only oh, 2018. had 18 wins. That's oh,
0: 2008, okay. If it was that bad, I got... But, well, hey, yeah, I mean, I, I do see the optimism with a lot of people that are talking about with this team just because, you know, there is talent on this team. There's no doubting that. But, you know, for me, I got to see it before I can get behind it. I would still lean with the under with you as well on this, on this team if you're able to find that seven. But at six and a half, I still do like the under for this team as well. That's I will say right.
1: one thing. I will yeah. say one thing though. You you did touch back on that. The only time that they've gone over this mark since 2011 was in 2017 when they had 10 wins. That and was the was
0: Blake Broers when they got to the AFC Championship, wasn't it?
1: That was it. That was the only time, and that's the only
0: time that they've hit it. Okay, and I just want to correct myself. I did misspeak when we uh, when I was talking about that 1.64 billion. Nope. That has been since 2012, not this offseason. God, because that money's does not that type of money in, in the NFL right now for a team to spend that much in one offseason. But that's been since 2012. The Jaguars have spent $1.64 billion uh, on their roster. And for context, um, they spent a total of, let's see, the Jaguars spent over $270 million in this offseason uh, just in free agency. Just kind of put that in perspective. The number two team was uh, – sorry, the number two spender was $189 million. Uh, so that kind of tells you that, hey, the owner has bought in. Uh, it's, it's, it's time for this organization to start winning games here, Rod. But do you have anything else for this uh, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars team before we get over to the Indianapolis
1: Colts? I mean, other than having an interest in watching Travis Etienne and James Robinson compete in that backfield, I know that everybody's high on Etienne, but Mm. um, I still think James Robinson's a damn good uh, running back, and I'm not sure why we've just counted him out already. It's a good problem to have, right?
0: Especially when you have a a second-year quarterback um in trevor lawrence and i think that you know they're really gonna have to rely on their running game once they do get james robinson back like i mentioned he's gonna miss the first four games but etn coming off a torn acl uh we'll see how you know he does in getting actual professional football level gameplay right because he didn't get that last season when he was out with the injury so it's going to be interesting to see how this team you know goes about um trying to win games and i'm going to have my eye on this team um and i think that That first week against the Commanders, Rod,
1: I think they may be able to pull it out there. I don't know. That's a tough sell. I I mean, I know we don't don't like Carson Wentz, but uh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's get – America loses in that one.
0: Yeah, let's get over to uh, Carson Wentz's former team, the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Obviously, the big news with this team – or let me start with their uh, division odds and things like that. They are – the minus favorite odds in this AFC South Division 2 win it at minus 140, currently over on win bet. 12 to 1 to win the conference, 25 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. They do have a win total currently sitting at 10. They have the third most, most easiest schedule in the entire NFL. That's behind the Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles, like we had talked about in the previous pods. Um, the big news for this team that makes the trade for Matt Ryan at the quarterback position. A lot of instability at that quarterback position, Rod, ever since Andrew Luck decided to retire. They went through Phillip Rivers last season with Carson Wentz. They had Jacoby Percet in and out. They had some other backup guys that they tried, and it just didn't work out for this team. But now you get Matt Ryan, former NFL MVP, a guy that has been to the Super Bowl and choked it away. But I think this is going to be a great thing for this team, a guy like Matt Ryan, who's not only an accurate quarterback – but the early reports that I was reading from, you know, early on, that receivers were excited to just have the football hit them accurately, and I think Michael Pittman Jr. was the one guy that said that. But we look at some of the other key additions that they made to this roster. Rod, I, I love the moves that they made. They traded for Yannick Ngakwe. They got Stephon Gilmore in that secondary as well. Um, they got Nick Foles as a backup quarterback. Okay, we've talked about the Nick Foles experiment. But I think this defense is also loaded. A lot of the uh, attention has been on the offensive side of the football for this um, Indianapolis Colts team. But you take a look at some of the names that they do have on this defensive side, like I talked about, Stephon Gilmore in that front line, um, DeForest Bunkner, they have uh, Shaquille Leonard, formerly known as Darius Leonard, Yannick Ngakwe, like I mentioned. So there are some pieces on this uh, defensive side of the football for this team to have a lot of success this upcoming season,
1: Rod, for this Indianapolis Colts team. You know, if they won nine games with Carson Wentz, I, I I do think that Matt Ryan obviously is a gigantic upgrade. So that's why we said when we talked about the Titans that I think the Colts are the only team that could very much give them the run for their money uh, and 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 could win 10 wins, could, could 11 wins. I mean, that's within the realm of possibility, I think, for a guy like Matt Ryan, who obviously knows success. I mean, he had it in Atlanta for the longest time. Um, yeah, it's kind of dropped off. Yeah. We've talked about how he never really found the end zone with Julio Jones as much as, as fantasy managers and betters probably wanted, but by the same token, I mean, you you put a very talented cast around a guy like Matt Ryan. And I know we talked defensively about what they've, what they've acquired and it's fantastic too, but winning games is about scoring points just as much as anything it is. And, and you know, the Colts, like we said, winning nine games with Carson Wentz last season. Yeah. You give me a guy like Matt Ryan, with Pittman, with Taylor, um, you know, and even like his tight ends that he's got around him. I, I like, I like this team. I like their potential and I like the potential to hit over their win total as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, it took us about what seven minutes there before we even mentioned Jonathan Taylor's name in the backfield for this cold team who had an absolutely monster season last year. I think that probably is an understanding for what JT was able to do for this team. You know, I think there's a lot, some, a little, I would say some question marks with that wide receiving group as well. I mean, yeah, you have Michael Pittman Jr., uh, T.Y. Hilton. You know, I think he's on the the twilight years of his career. Uh, Paris Campbell. We're all kind of waiting for for him to kind of emerge for this team. Uh, you still have Mo Ali Cox at that tight end position, so I, I think that there are pieces for John. Uh, sorry, for Matt Ryan to work with. But also, when you have a reliable tight. Uh, sorry, uh, running back uh, that Matt Ryan really hasn't had you know over the past couple of seasons ever since the you know Devonte Freeman experiment that they did have Todd Gurley experiment that they kind of went through in Atlanta now he has a legitimate running back that he can rely on Yeah, I think that's just going to complement both of those guys very well both Jonathan Taylor and Matt Ryan that I think equally is going to take some workload off if that kind of makes sense for having that type of combination that in in that uh beyond that offensive line with the quarterback and the running back position rod
1: yeah, absolutely. Like it, I mean, like we said, it's just a matter of, and, and I love that you touched on the fact that uh, Matt Ryan has another running back again because, yeah. I mean, what well, last season was Cordero Patterson? W- w- yeah. What are you going to do with yeah. that? And no, and it, it wasn't anything bad about
0: Cordero Patterson. He had a great season as well, but Cordero Patterson is not really known as, as a running back, right? And I think that Falcons did a great job of utilizing him, but now Matt Ryan comes into a team where you have one of the best uh, running backs. Uh, on this roster in Jonathan Taylor, so yeah, I think this is a team that that is going to win the division. I like the talent that they have on defense as well. Um, you know, I think Matt Ryan and and will do enough for this team to get to that ten or eleven win mark for them to go on and win this division. Am I putting a, Am I putting money down on them to win this division at a minus price for a season long bet? No, just because we have seen crazier things happen with not only injuries, but you know, who knows? Maybe the Titans figure some things out and, and maybe they give them a run for their money for the division. But if this was at a plus price, yeah, I would probably look at uh, the Colts to win this division as well. But do you have anything else for this Indianapolis Colts team here, Rod?
1: Nope. Again, exciting to see if uh, what, what Jonathan Taylor can do to follow up this ridiculous season that we saw from him last year. And if whether he's not, he's worth uh, that top pick in fantasy. Yep.
0: Yep. All right, let's get into our season-long player props for this AFC South division. Uh Dan has also sent in his picks as well, so I'll give you those guys uh or those picks as well from Dan. So, uh Rod, let's start with our quarterback uh player props for the AFC South season or season-long uh, player props for the AFC South division. What do you got?
1: So I'm going to start with Davis Mills. You talked about how optimistic we are that he's going to have a a decent enough season. And I'm actually, I like his interception total under. I know that I'm a, I'm a a serial over guy, but I I like the under he's got 14 and a half as his number interceptions on the season. I mean, look, Davis Mills, when he was last season, he threw, uh, only what was it? 10 interceptions Mm -hmm. in 13 games that he appeared in last season. I don't know that he's going to be that bad to where he's going to throw another five interceptions this season, even if he does play a full 17-game slate. Uh, Again, I'm not really too fearful of all of the secondaries uh, uh, in this division as well. And and just the simple fact of the matter is that he's going to have a running game, which means he won't necessarily have to throw the ball nearly as much. And if Pierce is as good as advertised, that takes the pressure off of him to have to throw the ball all over the place and make things happen uh, on a game-to-game basis. So uh, 14.5 just seems like a really high number considering he only threw 10 last season in in his, uh, in his first campaign. So um, another year under his belt, a better running back behind him. Uh, give me the under 14.5 interceptions for Davis Mills. And that's the key there, right? What you just mentioned is that
0: now having a legitimate running game or a guy that, you know... And I can't say legitimate yet until we see it, but at least in the preseason, we saw that Damian Pierce was going to be a revelation for this Texans team. And, and the hype is behind this guy. So if he's able to, you know, take pressure off of the passing game and putting, you know, Davis Mills in situations where he has to throw the ball and let's not sugarcoat it. Texans are going to be playing from behind because again, this defense is so it's a work in progress. I'll say that, but you know, I think Davis Mills. when we saw the progressions that he made last season, like you mentioned, only having ten interceptions. I think that you know Pep Hamilton is going to put him in the right positions. You're going to rely on the running game as well, and I think that you know Davis Mills will be good enough to not have 15 interceptions on the season for the Texans uh, this upcoming season. Hopefully not. So I like where your head is at there, uh, Rod, with Davis Mills and the quarterback for the Texans. That's a good
1: started out for you uh, on a, on a positive note for you. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, I also wanted to take
0: a Davis-Mill props, but I had to kind of you know temper my uh, homerism. Uh, I started with uh, the quarterback for the Tennessee Titans, and I took Davis, uh, Davis uh, Ryan Tannehill under 3,600 and a half passing yards for him this, this upcoming season. And we kind of take a look at what Ryan Tannehill, number one, did over his past couple seasons with the weapons that he had with this team, right? We can go back to those two uh, tight ends that they had with, you know, with Walker, uh, with John U. Smith, with AJ Brown, like we talked about a lot, Corey Davis, um, those seasons, you know, he got, Oh, so since 2018, he played in, he started 11 games. He had close to 2000 uh, passing yards In 27, sorry, 2019. He started 10 games 2742 yards last season he did play in most of the games in fact he played in all the games last season and he had 3734 passing yards in the prior year in 2020 a little over 3800 but i think like i've mentioned he had those those guys and those players at those skill positions with guys like aj brown Corey davis like i mentioned um delaney walker johnny smith the roster, I feel like we talked about. when We're talking about the Titans at the, the wide receiver group. I think has taken a step back, right? I like the addition of Robert Woods on this team, right? We, the Traylon Burks has a lot of hype around him, and we talked about that at the when we talked about the Titans and that he's a, he's a rookie wide receiver. And I think we talked about as well is that they're going to be they're they're going to be a running team when you have King Henry in your back backfield. You're going to be running the ball a lot. And I think the main point that really sticks out to me as well, Rod. Is that if, if, if Brian Tannehill struggles, we've seen flashes of what Malik Willis can be for this team. And is, is it's a possibility that, hey, if if, Dave, if Brian Tannehill is having a bad season or possibly they're out of contention, that, that you bring in Malik Willis to kind of give this team a spark because we've seen what he was able to do in the preseason for this team. So I feel like that 3,600 and a half passing yards is a little rich for Ryan Tannehill for his upcoming seasons because of the lack of weapons like he hasn't had in the past. Um, And again, with Derrick Henry back in full force that you're going to be running the ball. And with the fact that Malik Willis is in going to be the second guy, and he may be looking over his shoulder a little bit. And again, the injury concerns are there as well with Ryan Tannehill as well, right? I talked about it in the 2018-2019 season when he missed time. But I feel like this number is a little bit sure for me, Rod. What do you think?
1: You know, I may have to depart with you on this one, only okay. because uh, we've seen this two years in a row. And with A.J. Brown in, in 2021, he didn't even have a 1,000-yard year. So Tannehill basically peppered this ball all the way around for several different targets. He made uh Nick Westbrook, a uh a, thing, Anthony Fersker. He threw the ghost of Julio Jones, even got Jeff Swaim involved. Like for as much as he didn't have the weapons, uh, Tannehill used all the weapons around him. And, and, and then again, he didn't have Derek Henry, but he also had Henry the year before when he threw for 3,800 yards. So Uh, I just feel like Tannehill is is good enough to keep the people around him uh, well fed, even if he doesn't have that one main weapon. And he's got enough guys that uh, that are talented uh, now in in Robert Woods that can be a one B to a plus to a guy like Cooper Cup. So um, I don't know. I kind of like we did say that it's going to be a running team. But Mm. like I said, in, in, in 2020, he had 3,800 yards, and and you know we know how good Derrick Henry was that year too. So, um, it, it may take all season for him to get there, yeah. but if he does miss a game or two here and there, uh, then yeah, I think this number is going to hit the under. But I don't know; it may take all 17 games, but I think he may get to 3,600.
0: All right, hey, a little disagreement never hurts the show, right? That's why the listeners are here. Even though we do have a lot of agreement, there's a good first disagreement to have. Uh, let me give you. Dan's uh, s- quarterback prop. I'm sorry for the season long props that he sent in. Uh, he's gonna go. He's also going with the under on Tannehill, but he's taking under. I believe the number was 22 and a half passing touchdowns for him. Let me double check that here. Um, yeah, 22 and a half is what Dan has as his quarterback prop for this upcoming season for Ryan Tannett. No, sorry. He absolutely is on the under. I, I could have sworn he took the he had passing touchdowns, but he's taking the under with me. Uh, so, Rod, you're on a boat there, my friend. I'm sorry. I can't. Uh, if you're sinking, we might not be able to come over there and help you, my man. <laughs> That's
1: fine. That's fine. All right. But you know, the yeah. under 22 and a half touchdowns, if you can find that, I would take that. Uh, he's only done it what once in his career or uh, once in the last four or five years. So, um, yeah, I like that too.
0: Okay. So two to, uh their Tannehill props that we gave out to. We'll throw out the extra bonus one of under 22 and a half passing touchdowns for Tannehill. Uh, Rod, before we get into our uh, skill position uh, player props for this AFC South division, let me tell you guys about – who do I want to tell you guys about? Let's tell you guys about promoguy.us. For all you sports bettors out there, and you are because you're listening to this pod – I want to tell you about the best new way to increase your bankroll. It's called promoguide.us. And right now is the time where you want to increase your bankroll because we have college football. We have NFL starting, MLB is you know winding down the season, getting ready for the playoff run. So promoguide.us, you can get the biggest bonuses from all the best sportsbooks in the country. We're talking $1,000 risk-free deposits, insane odds boosts, and most importantly, the best analytics in the business. Plus tons of free picks as well. Promoguide.us is your guide to betting smart. Once again, that's promoguide.us for all the best ways to increase your bankroll. And now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players and you probably already have a fantasy league on there and we use it for ours here at SGPN. It's a game changing product unlike anything else in the industry and now you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over under game. Over under integrated into the fantasy experience of force the first sports contest game built in into the fantasy experience not only can you enter a contest via over under itself. But you can also do so through your fantasy league's matchup screen. For example, Patrick Mahomes is your starting fantasy quarterback. Not only do you think you are going to win your fantasy matchup this week, but you are also confident that Mahomes is going to throw over 250 passing yards line. So if you pick that correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money that you put in. And the main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper, it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together, stop what you're doing, and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. So on your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit of up to $100. Promo code SGP. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP, and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit, terms and conditions, apply See sleepers terms of use for details. And last but certainly not least, Run Your Pool is a home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun, from Pick'em and Survivor to Fantasy Pools. It's a one-stop shop for your sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. And we've teamed up with Run Your Pool to host our official SGPN NFL Survivor Contest. Hop in now to reserve your spot, and the winner of the Survivor Contest gets $500 in cash plus $250 gift card to the SGPN store. And you sign up over at play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. That's play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. You're that guy in the office at your workplace who has to put together All the Survivor Leagues, the Fantasy Leagues, and you're probably spending Sunday nights going through the spreadsheets, updating the numbers. Forget all that. Get on Run Your Pool. They make it easy for you. Like I said, they have customizable features, so it's a care of it all for you. So make sure to check out RunYourPool.com to get into all those Pick'Em and Survivor contests and get those Fantasy Leagues going as well. All right, Rod, let's get into our skill position player props here for this AFC South division. Uh, What do you got for the listeners?
1: All right. Uh, again in a in a rare occurrence, in fact, all three of mine are unders. You guys you guys made me pessimistic about life in general. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and take Christian Kirk's and maybe it's just the division. I don't know. Maybe I don't expect much out of this division. But I'm going to take Christian Kirk. His reception total is set at 69 and a half at -130. 69 and a half receptions for a guy that at his peak had 77 with Kyler Murray he gets Trevor Lawrence and look uh, we already talked about how we're not necessarily all that thrilled about uh, Trevor Lawrence's uh, outlook in the at least I'm not necessarily but you know Christian Kirk's got he's got to uh, share some some space in that Jacksonville offense too and i don't necessarily see him having the same type of success as he did in uh, in Arizona, because he also had DeAndre Hopkins there too. And then when DeAndre Hopkins got hurt, it was sort of like the, the Christian Kirk show. So, I mean, again, I'm not very high on this team anyways, uh, in general. So for any receiver to, to try to uh, get there, he's still got to share times with Marvin Jones. And Marvin Jones was a, a big part of this offense with uh, over 70 receptions last year. So I, I don't know how he's going to fit into that mix. Zay Jones still there as well. Um, And then they're probably going to want to run more with ETN and Robinson. So, yeah, Trevor Lawrence, I don't know that he can support a couple of receivers with more than 70 receptions on that team. So and Marvin Jones, in my opinion, still a big part of that offense. I know they brought Christian Kirk in to be the home run hitter, but maybe that's what he is. Maybe we talked about it in the last one with uh, uh, A.J. Brown being a guy that can do more with less. Uh, That might be what Christian Kirk is asked to do on this team.
0: Yeah, I think it's, 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 so you're taking, Mar- you said Marvin Jones, right? Yeah, Marvin Jones. Yeah. So I think this is correlated with what Dan has. And I think that's the conversation that we to have right now is that he's taking the over on Christian Kirk, 825 and a half. And for the amount of money that they pay this guy to come in and be that number one guy in their downfield threat, um, that's going to take away from other guys. And I think Marvin Jones might be the example of that. And, you know, Marvin Jones, he he's a guy that can get the yardage for you as well, right? I think we saw that when he was with, um, the lions prior to and i think that last season um last season i think was just an anomaly for this jaguar team and we talked about it at the top of the show with everything that went on in that organization but uh, now that you brought in help uh, at at the skill positions right at the wide receiver position um with christian kirk travis etn being back you're going to get james robinson back and somebody's going to have to take a step back in that offense. And it's probably going to have to be a guy like Marvin Jones. But um, Dan had over on his uh, yardage for Christian Kirk as his first skill position player prop at over 825 and a half. So I think there's a bit of a correlation there, Rod, between these two receivers for this Jaguars team.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, then just a little less confusion. My my bet was Kirk under 69 and a half reception. Okay. I'm sorry. So, yeah. Yeah, so I so I get. So, so let me clarify there. And it's like what
0: you just when you were talking about your you were talking about um Christian Kirk being that downfield threat. And I think that's exactly what it is. Right? We saw that a, so many times in Arizona, right? Like he was that downfield threat. And when they brought in DeAndre Hopkins, and I, I can I can attest to this because when he was with the Texans, Hopkins was that reception hog, right? He was the guy that can get you seven, eight, nine, ten 10 receptions a game where they didn't have that downfield threat. That downfield threat for the Arizona Cardinals when Kirk was there was Christian Kirk getting the yardage, and I think that's what it's going to be for – the Jacksonville Jaguars with Christian Kirk, the receptions might not be there, but he might be a guy that can have those yards per receptions. Like we talked about with AJ Brown, that's going to have that number is going to be, it's going to be a big number where he gets 20 yards per reception or something in that neighborhood. So I think that again, a bit of a correlation in maybe a different way that, Hey, that you don't think he's going to get a lot of receptions, but the yardage might be there because it's going to be that big home run threat for a guy like Trevor Lawrence there, Rod.
1: Yeah. And again, like I said, the only the only time he'd been over that number was last season. And and a lot of that had to do with that nine catch game uh, with with DeAndre Hopkins being out. So I'm, you know, not not big on Kirk catching more than or catching 70 passes this season.
0: Yeah. And, and his yardage last year, he had 982 did Christian Kirk. But again, like you mentioned, that was maybe a lot without because DeAndre Hopkins missed time uh, for that team in Arizona. But now over in Jacksonville. I mean, we talked about there have they do have players that are injury prone and, and things like that. So maybe hopefully the receptions aren't there for a guy like Christian Kirk, but hopefully the yardage for at least Dan Sake is going to be there if he can get over that 825 and a half receiving yards. So just for clarification, I don't mention Marvin Jones here, but for Rod, it's gonna be the under on Christian Kirk's receptions at 69 and a half. And for Dan Titus, the over on Christian Kirk's receiving yards at 825 and a half for this upcoming season. I'm also going to go with another running back. uh, Sorry, not a running back, a wide receiver in this division. And I had to throw at least one player prop out there, Rod, for my hometown team. And I'm going to go with Brandon Cooks over 950 and a half receiving yards. And Cooks has been as reliable as they come. He's entering his ninth season as a receiver in this league. And six of the eight seasons that he's played, whether it's been with the Rams or the Texans, wherever he has been, he's had at least 1,000 receiving yards in six out of those eight seasons that he's played in professional football. This is his third year with the Texans. And in both seasons, he's had um, with the Texans, he's eclipsed 1,000 receiving yards for the Houston Texans. He's seen 100 or more targets in six out of his last eight, uh, six out of the eight seasons that he's played professional ball. And in both of the seasons with the Texans, he's seen 100 or more. The wide receiving depth is a bit thin. I know they have Nico Collins, but I think that the rapport that Davis Mills and Brandon Cooks built up last season, I think that's going to translate into the season. Like I mentioned, he's as reliable as they come I know it's he 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 doesn't need to get to the thousand number. I just need to get him to over nine hundred and fifty and a half. So if he ends up with nine hundred and fifty one, nine seventy-five, nine ninety, if he wants to have a go out and have another thousand yard season, I'm all for it with Brandon Cooks here, Rod. So I'm taking the uh, Texans wide receiver, Brandon Cooks over 950 and a half receiving yards.
1: Well, you're playing Homer with this um, so am I. Brandon Cooks, my high school alma mater, uh played in my high school. So I've loved this guy since the second he set foot in the league. And yeah, I mean, uh, the guy's done nothing short of produce every single season that he's been in. And for some reason, it just seems like it goes unnoticed. Maybe it's because he's on the Texans. Maybe it's because it's not he's not a splashy guy off the field. Um, but, you know, he, he epitomizes uh, the, the mindset of the city that I'm from. Just keep your head down. And uh, yeah, you're going to get some some neglect. But keep doing the work and, and, and keep producing whether or not people recognize you or not.
0: Yep, I agree with everything that you just said, 100%. Um, all right, so that is our second player props for the AFC South. Let's get into our last ones here. Uh, Rod, I'll let you lead it off, buddy.
1: What do we got? All right, I'm going to go with uh, Stefan Gilmore, under two and a half interceptions on the season. <sighs> Look, I know that we talked about the fact that he's playing in a, in a, now he's playing in a division that's basically got all the quarterbacks that you would want to pick somebody off uh but if davis mills is going to take a step up i don't think there's going to be a chance for him to do that uh and then you know with with uh, the rest of the the quarterbacks in there matt ryan not going to throw a lot of interceptions to you uh ryan Tannehill, not going to throw a lot of interceptions to you and stefan gilmore uh has only done this uh again he's only done this once or twice rather in the last couple of seasons uh where he had six interceptions in a very very you know stingy uh afc east or i'm sorry AFC. um, Yeah. East division. So Mm -hmm. last couple of years, he had one interception in New England and then two in Carolina. So, I mean, Stefan Gilmore, not the ball hawk that he used to be and and feared the way he was in interceptions in the last 2015, 2016. So, yeah, I don't see him getting three interceptions this season. I think the thing
0: about the Colts defense this season, Rod, is going to be that their front seven is going to be what might be the difference for this team, that they're going to be able to get to the quarterbacks and that they're going to create havoc and, and get pressure and get those sacks. And that's what's probably going to help out the secondary. Uh, I know Stephon Gilmore, I don't know if we he still is. Eh, we'll see that if he's still a shutdown corner, but he was absolutely fantastic when he was with the with the, with the Patriots. Was he a product of the defensive system that they ran there? not sure. We'll find out about the season, but I think that, you know, the, I think the, the opportunities, like you mentioned, may not be there. And I know we talk a lot about the the quarterback play in this division, but I think the systems that the opposing offensive coordinators have in this division, they're going to put the quarterbacks in the right spot. So I don't think that it's going to be a year where Stefan Gilmore has a big year. If that makes sense is what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. Um, Rod, uh, so the uh, my player prop for my second solo position player prop. What I'm trying to say is, it's it's me and Dan have the same player, so I'll, I'll rattle them off together. So I'm taking the over on Michael Pittman Jr.'s receptions. I'm currently seeing that number at 85 and a half, and Dan is taking the over on his receiving yards, which is at 1,025 and a half. Uh, for Michael Pittman Jr. of the Indianapolis Colts for this upcoming year. And so the handicap for me, at least, is is that last season, again, going back to Carson Wentz, he had 88 receptions last year um, with Carson Wentz there. And now we talk about an accurate quarterback here with Matt Ryan. I think this might be a year where I wouldn't be surprised, Rod, that if we do see Michael Pittman sniffing near 95 to, dare I say, 100 receptions for this team, um when you bring in a guy an accurate quarterback like matt ryan and he's clearly the number one guy on this offense and the wider sorry not on the offense but his wide receiver group i think that he's primed to have a big year and i think maybe you can you know discuss where he's been going in fantasy here for uh this um upcoming season but i think this is going to be a big year for matt uh, sorry for michael pittman jr just the pure upgrade at quarterback him being the number one guy um i think he's primed to have a big year i think that correlates very very well with what Um, Dan has given out was just over on his um, receiving yards at 1025 and a half for the upcoming season here, Rod. So Michael Pittman uh, Jr. We're both high on this uh, Colts team offensively um, for this team. So what do you got for Michael Pittman Jr.?
1: You look at what Matt Ryan was able to accomplish with a younger Julio Jones uh, in 2014, 104 receptions, 1500 yards, 2015, 136 receptions, 1800 yards, Uh, Even going back to 2018, 113 receptions for Julio, 1,677 yards. I mean, the proof is right there of what Matt Ryan can do. Now, granted, this was a a little bit of a younger Matt Ryan as well, but uh, still, Matt Ryan has got the capability of making his first wide receiver one of the more prolific receivers in the league. So, um, you know, Pittman is prone. I mean, I think he's primed for a, a huge season this year. And again, with what he did with Carson Wentz last year, you give him Matt Ryan, <laughs> look out. Yeah. Do you see an AD, uh,
0: ADP in front of you for Michael Piven?
1: Uh No, but I know that he's going in, in as one of the first receivers, uh, you know, first uh, wide receiver one. I know he's falling okay. in that range. So I- I'm definitely, uh, There are a lot of people are high on him. All right. All right. So
0: that is our uh, skill position player props. I think we went through all three of ours as well. Uh, Rod, let's get into some best bets here for this AFC South division.
1: Uh, who are you taking as your best
0: bet for this division?
1: I like the Mills under 14 and a half interceptions. I just feel like that's such a gigantic number. And and for him to throw five more interceptions than he did last season is not necessarily where uh, where I think he's, he's capable of doing. So I think he can stay under 14 and a half. Yeah, and again, I think the number
0: one biggest thing that for Davis Mills this upcoming season is going to have be having that running game, right? We talked about Damian Pierce and the hype that he has. Um, I know they released Marlon Mack, which was surprising for, I think, a lot of fantasy players. But I think they signed him back to the practice squad uh, for the Houston Texans. So just having that running game and just putting him in the right positions with Pep Hamilton as offensive coordinator, I do love that for Davis Mills for this upcoming season. Um, for my best bet, I am going to take uh, – I'm going to go with Brandon Cooks, man. I, I think that we talked about it thoroughly there, Rod. This guy has done it in six out of the eight years for the Houston Texans. or sorry, in his career. He's done it in both seasons where he's been with the Houston Texans, um, getting over 950 and a half receiving yards. He's just as reliable as they come. Um, him and, like I mentioned, Dave, Davis, Mills, and – Brandon Cooks, you know, they built up that rapport last season, and I think that's going to translate into this season as well for the Houston Texans. There's going to be times, let's just you know, not sugarcoated. Like I mentioned, they're going to be playing from behind because this team is still a work in progress. I think they're still two, three years away from being a legitimate contender in that AFC South division and, and fighting for playoff positioning. But Brandon Cooks is as reliable as they come. So my best bet: Brandon Cooks over 915 and a half receiving yards for this upcoming season for the Houston Texans. Rod.
1: No argument for me here. I love me some Brandon Cooks. I'll I'll draft him if he falls to me in any fantasy draft.
0: Yeah. All right. So, Rod, eight divisions in the NFL, and we got through all eight, my man. Um, Hopefully, our listeners can get to all of them if they haven't before the season starts. We put out 24 Total uh, prop bets between – or sorry, 72 combined prop bets between yours, myself, and Dan's. Hopefully we have a great year. This was a lot of fun to do. I look forward to this every single year. I know it's only our second year of the PropCast, but this is one of my favorite times to do these division uh, previews and the season-long player props uh, for the NFL season. But uh, PropCast is going to be here all season long. So excited to work with Rod this upcoming season for the PropCast. It's going to be a lot of fun. But, Rod, anything else you want to get off your chest before we get out of here,
1: my man? Just follow me on Twitter, at Gomez. There's a link in the bio there to take you to every single place that you can find me across these interwebs. And, uh, yeah, man, this has been fun. Can we breathe? Are we allowed to breathe after this? Can we?
0: Yeah, we, we can breathe after this. Um, Actually, yeah, yeah, we can breathe. We can breathe. Uh, we have the season starting next week. So Rod and I will do the player props for the Thursday night football game. Um, and then Rod is also going to be doing the uh, Sunday player props with me. I don't know if he knows that, but uh, he's, he's shaking his head yes. So, yeah, another show with, uh, with myself and Rod on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. So, Rod, take a deep breath, my man. We're going to be back with the propcast, NFL gambling podcast. If you haven't subscribed, this is the time to do so. Like Rod said, uh, make sure to follow him on uh, Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. I am ready. Football is here. Rod, anything else before we get out of here? Nope. Let's have a good season. All right. With that being said, good luck with all your prop betting this upcoming season. Hopefully we have a profitable season. We will be here all season long for you guys. Till then, let's break these books off and let it ride.